seeker. Welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition, and play in the quantum, we are now besties. Let's do this. Hello, hello, friend. Welcome back to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so excited that you're here today. I am so excited to be recording this episode for you and to have it land in your earbuds. So much fun. So welcome back to the show. My name is Talia Joy. If you're new here, welcome. I'm giving you a big energetic squeeze. I'm so grateful that you're here. I am a spiritual teacher, a manifestation mentor, a podcast host, a soon-to-be author, writing the book, so excited, Um, a mom of three, and a Canadian living off the west coast of Canada on a beautiful island that I talk about in every single episode because I love it. I am such an island girl. We have palm trees, we have mountains, we have beaches, we have lakes and rivers, and all of the Canadian beauty, and I feel so, so blessed blessed to live in this little beach town that just feels so comfortable. It feels so comfortable and laid back and like a little community and it's beautiful and it's stunning and it's all along the beach and I just, just love it. So that's a little bit about me and where I live. This show is all about manifestation and it's all about manifestation to Leah style because I have been learning for what feels like my entire life. I really do believe I'm here to be a teacher. I know that to be true, but I've been studying the law of attraction and deliberate creation since I was 14. So at that point, I wasn't really studying it. I was reading about it, learning about it, but I didn't have any idea how big it would be in my life. But I discovered it very, very young, discovered Wayne Dyer. He really brought me through some of my roughest points. And by the time The Secret came out, I already knew about law of attraction and was practicing it, but it was really cool to see this giant awakening start to happen where it became more okay to dive into this stuff. It became more understandable. More people started jumping on the bandwagon and opening their eyes and really tapping into all of this. So it's been quite a crazy journey that has started a long time ago, but as that seeker, it wasn't always easy. I suffered with insecurity from the time I was young. I was bullied multiple times and in fact, recently just uncovered a memory that I had completely forgotten about, about being pushed off the monkey bars. I know I'm deep diving in deep all of a sudden, um, pushed off the monkey bars when I was like five or four and had a concussion and had to go to the hospital. And my mom wouldn't let me, fall. I couldn't fall asleep because the doctors had said, don't let her fall asleep for more than an hour or something. And I had this concussion and I just remembered it. I was like, wow, that was actually the full first time I was bullied. I thought it was grade four. And then again, in grade eight, it was always, except for the one on the monkey bars, it was always about my body. It was always about being fat. And when that first started, when I was, I think it was grade 
three or four, I can't remember. Um, but when that started, it started the separation of, wait a minute, like I am no longer a pure and free child. I all of a sudden am aware that my body isn't good enough and that, yeah, my friends are really skinny and I'm not as skinny or whatever the language was in my mind at the time. But I started to become really insecure with my body. And that just sort of picked up, you know, still in elementary school wondering, I actually didn't know things about weight loss surgery and all that, but I actually remember wondering like if you could cut off the fat and if it would grow back and all these thoughts at a really, really young age. Now having two girls that are, um, 11, almost 12 and eight, it's crazy to think that by that age, I was already having these thoughts and these, these feelings of not being enough. So that snow snowballed into being bullied in grade eight, losing all my friends, uh, had a restraining order involved. I don't know if at some point I'll tell the full story cause it really is such a traumatic one. Um, for myself, it's very personal, but it was really, really intense. And, um, had the police involved, I moved, I, I left school in grade eight and I moved to a completely different city that was like seven hours away and moved in with my dad, started kind of a new life there because it was so bad I had to go. So as much as I didn't get bullied in the new school, what I did take with me was a deep insecurity that had been growing since I was young. So in high school, I, you know, was pretty carefree, but also like being really honest, probably emotionally ate. I also grew up really healthy. So moving to the city and it was like Slurpees and Doritos and sugary cereals. And I think I kind of went nuts um, and gained a lot of weight in high school. And so that brought back more insecurity and I had great friends and I was really funny and, and really chill and all these great things. But inside I was deeply insecure and cried about it all the time and in private or my really good friends, like only my bestie would have known, um, so deeply insecure, started doing diet pills when I was in high school that like the ones that like really speed you up and start did slim fast and really took on that life. And, and actually when I started doing slim fast, because I went from eating all of this crap to a couple shakes a day, I did lose weight really fast. Don't ever do that. It's awful. It will always result in a binge. It will always result in a rebound. So that's not a good idea, but I, I, I lost weight really quick. And the reaction I got from people sparked something in me that I was like, Ooh, I get approval when I lose weight dramatically. People go like, Whoa. And that felt really good. It was kind of what I felt that I needed. Of course, that's not what I actually needed. It was healing and loving myself, but that really started the hardcore eating disorder. And that happened right around towards the end of high school and, you know, was in and out of bulimia, restricting, over-exercising, lots of pills, lots of started to get into drugs and drinking and partying to not feel and numb and not eat for a bunch of days. And it got really out of control and it basically dominated my entire twenties. So I didn't really plan to get this far into my story, but all of this time while I was going through the darkness, I always had one foot in the light, meaning I would care crystals or I would randomly pray or I would wonder what is really causing this. Like I remember the eating disorder going like, yeah, I can go to counseling and I did, but I was like, there's something deeper. I just knew like what's really happening here because I just knew it was about more. And so I continued, you know, studying all of this stuff, even while deeply 
you know, hurt, hurting. Um, and then one day I had my rock bottom, which I talk about in episode one, as well as other episodes, but I had my rock bottom where I just knew I couldn't go on like this. It was getting too extreme. I had a secret cocaine habit and it was just all of these things was just not good. And I had that realization deeply in my soul and I just knew it wasn't going to end well. And I knew that I was meant for more. So I bet there's a part of you that can deeply relate to that. It could have been through a crazy rock bottom or just moments that hit you or both where you go, I'm meant for more than this shit. I am meant for more. I know it. I don't have to suffer, but I don't know the way out. And that was when I had my rock bottom and I heard my intuition come through and I heard my intuition say, learn to love yourself and the rest will fall into place. And it was so profound because it was such beautiful guidance. Learn to love yourself. And this was about healing the eating disorder, healing the addictions. And I had this thought I'd never thought before. If I operated purely from love, do I feel like my body would be healthy? Meaning, am I going to gain 50 pounds? Like I was terrified if I like released all the diets that I couldn't trust myself, that I'd end up on the couch with chocolate and never get off the couch or with addiction. What would I do with myself if I wasn't numbing? I'm so uncomfortable. And I just saw that if I leaned into love and somehow anchored into love, the rest of it would fall into place. And it was like, whoa. So that was a crazy thought. And then on top of it, I was like, what the heck was that voice? (laughs) And then here birthed the journey of deeply getting to know my intuition, going on to teach intuition. Um, I've been teaching it for many, many years now. That was all about probably 11 years ago or so. Um, and so it's been this deep journey of intuitive development and learning to live from love. And it's so much more than that now, but that is also in the essence of that is what it is, is learning to live from love, learning to live from source. And that's how I ended up healing myself after years of eating disorder. That was the path on my own. I didn't have a mentor at that time. I didn't have anyone. It was me. And I'm not saying you should do that because we actually should get help from people, but I didn't know what I needed. I stumbled across it intuitively and I started making decisions from love, including food and including when I would have chocolate or cookie what or a cookie, like what would I say in love? In love is enjoy it, my love. It's all good. You deserve balance. It's not even a good or bad thing. It's just a cookie. Just love it. Just eat it. It's all good. And then I noticed that as I eased up on myself, I didn't have such extreme behaviors. I didn't need need to numb as much because I was like finally creating an environment inside that wasn't torturous. And that was my healing journey. So (laughs) welcome to the show. There's like all my stuff out on a platter. Um, But this, you know, has had me deepen my journey with intuition, with manifestation, with what it actually, what you actually need to create change, even when you don't come from high self-esteem, even when you don't come from knowing these tools, even when you don't come from feeling enough in any way you can tap into the magic. It is just as available to you as it is to me. And that is my job. My job is to activate the magic and the light in you. And whether you're listening to the podcast or you become a one-on-one client, or you're already working with me, or you've been in programs, that is always my intention is to spark the light in you to show the way, but not because you can't find it on your own, but because sometimes we all need a guide. So whether it's a 20 minute podcast or let's be honest, 55 minutes around here (laughs) podcast, or again, we get to know each other on a deeper level, the intention will be the same. And that intention is to activate the light in you because it's in there. The magic is waiting. 
what you seek is seeking you. And in fact, it's what you're meant for. So (laughs) welcome to the show. Today, we have a special episode called Shake That Shit Off because my good friend Braxton, what up, sent me a message and was like, I have an idea for you. He's hella intuitive. And I really, really um, thought this was such a cool topic. And I just really trusted in what came to him. So it's really fun. Um, But he was talking about how like being an empath, we pick up on the energy around us, right? And what do you do when you're in a position where you're seeing clients or you're seeing friends and you're going from one person to the next and you're picking up all this energy in your day, right? And maybe you even do a releasing at night, yet in the day it drains you, it frazzles you, you're picking it up, up, right? So this is a great idea, a great topic title. Good job on that. (laughs) It's totally cred to you. Um, And this is great because whether we are, you know, parents at home or we have a job like that where we're going from client to client or call to call or we're just doing appointments in life and interacting there's a lot of stimulus in a day and when we're bumping up against other humans for lack of better words all of their junk comes with them and if you're listening to this show you're probably an empath I'm talking about empaths a lot right now and this type of topic a lot right now because it's what I call empath season where everything that I'm not every single thing but most of the stuff I'm talking about is to do with clearing your energy, empowering you as an empath to, t- to tap into your intuitive gifts and to become that empowered version of yourself instead of feeling depleted, worn out, excessively tired, irritated, overwhelmed, anxious, you know, overwhelmed really is the word that can sum it up so well for empaths as we tend to get really overwhelmed in life. It's a lot, it's heavy, we take on a lot, right? So right now going on, I have a monthly unblocked workshop, which you can join one, you can you can join the monthly, and it's an energy clearing where I will show you practices on how you can clear your energy in the day, much like I'm going to talk about some of them today. I will show you them, we will practice them together in this little mini workshop, and then we go into a live shock clearing, you will leave feeling amazing. It's a spirit led chakra clearing to clear that excess energy. So if you're digging this topic and feeling like this is you, um, energy clearing is so, so powerful, especially when you've been doing the work already, or even you don't know where to start, but there feels like there's something blocking you. You feel like you're in your own way. Energy clearing is so powerful. So check the links in the show notes for everything that I mentioned in this episode, including this monthly get unblocked workshop. The next thing is coming up real quick, like within days of this podcast airing, um, I'm running the free masterclass manifesting for empaths, which is a two part masterclass. It's completely free. We're talking about how manifestation is different for empaths, what an empath is, the scale of sensitivity, how your gift is actually a freaking superpower that we need. And the four main things you have to do first and have to do differently to manifest. We're going through all of that in the manifesting for empaths masterclass. And after that is my signature five week empowered empath program. So I've run this a few times. It's been so phenomenal, just five weeks. And it's really fun. We dig into what it means to be an empath, how to regulate your energy, how to manage your energy, how to become a master of deliberate creation and intentionally curating the life you want. Because as an empath, you pick up on so many things you need 
need energy strategies. You need it. You have to. It's part of your path. Whether you take this program or not, it is part of your path. Because much like this topic today that was suggested by my friend Braxton, who experiences this, we all experience excess energy and taking on heavy stuff and living in this rich inner world, as I say, that it is to be an empath. But actually, you've got source energy flowing through you more. You've got more intuition and more sensitivity, which is a gift. You just have to learn how to use it. This was so life-changing for me. So the Empowered Empath is the five-week program. Jump in that, my love. I can't wait to get to know you more and you to learn all of these resources, including your intuitive type, your empath type, how to manage what makes empath symptoms like overwhelm worse, what makes it better depending on your type. It's so fascinating. So jump into that program. I felt the need to say all of that now, because if this energy and the topic and all of this energy clearing is like pulling at you and buzzing at you right now is empath season around here. So if my teachings resonate with you and this you feel is all what you're about and that energy clearing, learning strategies and manifestation distinctly for sensitive people, if that gives you the inside tingles, that is your intuition. And I invite you to join me in any one of these containers because they're all going to be so, so powerful. And I'd love to see you in a program or in a class or in a workshop coming up. So Let's dive into shaking that shit off. So I said this a little bit already, but being an empath, being a sensitive person, most of us seekers are that are this, right? We might feel like we're too emotional. We pick up on vibes. Somebody's negative energy really sticks with us. Often it's hard for us or it's challenging to be in big crowds or lots of intense energies, lots of noise, lots of stimulation. It's a lot. We also pick up on people's body language and their tone of voice and all of these things where we can tell beyond the surface. We are intuitive and sometimes it feels like it's just too much. I remember I used to go like, I wish I could shut all the sensitivity off because I look at other people be like, do, do, do in a mall. And I'm like picking up on that person's grief and like overwhelmed by those kids screaming and sensing the mother's frustration and wanting to save everyone. And like, oh my God, I'm just trying to like go to the store and get some pants or whatever. It's intense. So as our friend who um, suggested this topic was talking about as we go through a day and we go through seeing multiple clients, multiple people, our child stimulation, media, you know, being on social media, even it piles on and piles on and piles on. And as you'll learn in the free masterclass and also in the empowered empath, a big difference between even highly sensitive people, HSP or, and empaths is that empaths not only pick up on it, but we have the gift of storing it in our bodies. And that is a big distinctive factor on if somebody is an empath. So you can physically feel sick from taking on this energy, whether it's someone's anger, grief, or it's just been too much in a day, crazy headaches, feeling depleted for almost no reason, feeling irritated, being hit with feelings of anxiety that the more you dig, you're like, this doesn't even feel like mine, or why did this hit me out of nowhere? It's like being thrown around by your vibration. 
that is what it feels like often to be an empath. So you are picking up on this energy all around you throughout a day. And it's really, really important to do the spiritual work, to do some of the practices that I'm talking about today and the ones we dive deeper into in all of these different things that I'm talking about, the workshops, the program, really having you master your energy because this is it, my love. You can learn about the law of attraction and manifestation and living your best life and being your best self and all these hacks and habits and tricks and tips and practices. You can learn about it all. But if you walk out there as a naked empath, (laughs) not protected and armed with tools, you are susceptible to what everybody else feels out in the world. You're susceptible to the grief of the cashier and the frustration of your husband or your wife or your friend. You're susceptible to feeling emotional when people are emotional or people bringing you down from your amazing good feeling or feelings of inadequacy or perceived failure. That's a big one for empaths. We feel like we're failing when we're not, or we're like, oh, should I be here? And we feel this deep feeling as if it's happening. So all of these things dictate your day. I'm just going to be straight up. When you're not protected and armed and doing these practices, your day is going to be determined by other people's vibes. And that's not a powerful place to be. It's where we've all been. Some of you are there now. I have definitely been there. There's days when I'm there for sure where something throws me off. But recognizing that I am an empath and I take stuff on actually arms me with more confidence. It makes me know too that you and I, we're special unicorns. And I mean, everyone has their own gifts to share But we are here to be the heartbeat of the planet, as I was talking about in a couple episodes back, the empath's purpose. We are here to be the feelers, to be the healers, to be the light carriers as we all wake up. But we need to learn how to manage it. So I have some suggestions and some practices that I want to talk about today. So the first thing is in the moment. So in the moment when your, for me, sometimes I'm even at the dinner table and just like my son is like screeching like a parrot. My daughter's humming some random tune. My other daughter's asking questions. I can tell my husband's overwhelmed from the day and I'm just sitting there going like, oh my God. And the dog is trying to like pick up every little pee that somebody drops. And I'm just like, oh my God, it's a lot right? Or maybe you're dealing with clients or people that are negative and complaining and you're bumping up against all these people that are kind of like talking about all the depressing stuff or negative, weird, bunchy energy, planting things in your mind. Like you're not going to get the promotion. They only promote blah, blah, blah. And you're like, ah, like people getting into your space. Maybe it's family or friends and people you have deep triggers in history with and you talk to about these people or you see a notification on your phone and they trigger something in you. It's media, It's watching the news, being constantly overstimulated by all the bad things that are happening in the world all at once, funneling through your mind. In the moment when you're starting to feel overwhelmed, there's three things that I want to offer for this in this moment. One is to create a shield of source consciousness. So you may hear people talking about shielding, and this is like shielding Talia style. The way I do it is I picture a white light as a shield. It could be for you gold or whatever color. Like I had a client that hers was pink because it was almost like badass woman energy, like fucking hot pink shield. So whatever color is for you could be yellow, like the sun, whatever. Mine is white. 
Picture a shield, but it's not there to keep everybody out because that, in fact, if you're going to fine tune your awakening journey, your energy journey, that also creates resistance because now you're focused on keeping other people out. You cannot control what other people do. I cannot control my kids screeching. No matter how many times I say it, maybe I should be able to control them, but kids are going to be kids. People are going to be people. Complainy coworkers are going to be complainy coworkers. So what I do is I picture a shield of source consciousness. And what that means is everything coming at me through the field gets diffused and alchemized by the voice of source, by the, t- by the perspective of source. So as that woman, maybe in your workplace is like gossiping about someone who just left the room and you, all, and you have all these thoughts and you picture all of a sudden the shield and you can maybe start to see that her gossip is her own insecurity. She doesn't know what else to talk about. Maybe you can sense that she feels stupid or uneducated and that's all that she can talk about to feel worthy, to feel enough because she just wants to be a part of something. Or maybe you can just hear a voice saying, it's not yours, don't take it on, which is actually the second tool. So the first one is the shield of source consciousness in the moment. When I put on the shield of source consciousness in the moment at my dinner table, I immediately hear your kids are normal. (laughs) Congratulations. You have healthy children. They are loud and they are interacting and you wanted to give them sibling experiences and dog experiences in this beautiful house. Look at this meal. This is dinner time. How many of your clients who are parents or aunts or uncles around kids would say mealtime can be chaotic. That's what I hear when I put on my shield of source consciousness. So you get a higher perspective. You invite that in. You invite yourself to come out of judgment and to look at it the way that source does. That also helps to connect you to your spirit guides because they are there ready to whisper a different perspective to you. And then that second tool was seeing. So the energy is that's your stuff. That's your stuff. That's not a me thing. That's a you thing. But if that feels too harsh harsh, or that feels unreachable, If you, there's a great episode, I wish I had the number offhand, there's a great episode called What People Think of You is None of Your Business. It's probably like 20 or 30 back. It's so, so good. I had so many of you reach out and say that you loved it. What People Think of You is None of Your Business. And this is exactly that, but that's put into a whole episode. So that's more your stuff than my stuff. If you're sitting here complaining the whole time, that is an indication of what's going on inside your world. And can I be the light anyway? Can I maintain my source anyway, even when you are sucked into the negativity and the drama in the world and it triggers me and I want to get sucked in too, or I feel judgmental or I feel like I don't want to hear this and I don't want to be around this and I wish you'd go. That's judgment too. So can I put on that shield of source consciousness and see that that's your stuff talking? You feel unafraid or you feel afraid and unsafe in life, rightly so. There's a lot of shit going on in all of our lives and the only way you know how to handle it is by to gossip or to be negative or whatever it is, right? So Asking for a new perspective is one of the biggest things that you can do because what that is doing is it's changing the amount of negative energy that gets stored in you. So I could tell you about, um, and I'm going to do it towards the end, things you can do at the end of the day, like shake it off, you know, bounce it off. I talk about this in the Get Unblocked monthly workshops, give you tangible ways you can slough it off right now. That's cool, but it'll keep accumulating if you keep judging. It will keep accumulating if you keep feeling trapped by it and susceptible to it and a victim of the negativity to the point where you have to damage control, 
right? So there's two ways to go about this. You're an empath and you will take it on, but we also want to empower you and being an empath that you're not a victim to it. You know how to work with it. And that's what I'm talking about. In the empowered empath, we go so much deeper than just grounding and clearing and protection exercises, which we do in the first couple of weeks, tons of those. And then we go deeper on reframing life. And this is what I'm talking about right? So that program, again, the Empowered Empath, five weeks, it's coming soon at the end of May is when we start. So get in there, early birds on, do all the things. It is going to be phenomenal. Also exceptional bonuses to my entire manifestation training library. There's so much there, but this isn't what this is about. Back to, back to the focus. Um, so when you empower yourself as an empath, and reframe life and start to see people with a little bit more compassion, it just does get into you less because you see that that's their wounds talking. You see that that's their stuff talking. You see sometimes the inner child in them or the wounded part of them, or at least you make a practice of non-judgment. Have you ever been there where you were extra complainy? I remember the first time I saw my most recent chiropractor, I came like, I'm always in pain and I was crying and dramatic and like, I look at myself as like, wow, if that was the first introduction to me, I'd be like, wow, this is one of those high maintenance cases, <laughs> right? Because that's how I was presenting on that day. So I know that some people are always like this, but try to remain in compassion whenever you can, that that's their stuff talking. When I've had clients towards the beginning of what I was doing, especially food Buddha, when I had less clear boundaries and I didn't know so much about my ideal clients, I had some people that were just not ready. So they were really committed to like, and this doesn't work and this doesn't work. And I tried that. I tried to meditate, but I still binged. And what are we going to do? And it was like, they were resistant. And in the beginning I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm not good enough. And then I started realizing like, that's their stuff. They're just not ready. And I'm planting seeds that when they are ready, they're going to come back to this material or remember this stuff and relearn it in a whole new way. Like I'm still helping them, but it doesn't mean I can turn them around right now because they're just not ready. So trying that on too, and looking at it, like that's your stuff in the moment, right? So with my kids, I might not go like, that's your stuff. Although I do go like you're being a kid. Or if one of my kids is like, nah, 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 I'll be like, that's her trying to get attention. That's her stuff talking. So instead I could look at her and be like, so how was your day? Like, I'm interested. Tell me all about it and give her attention in a different way. Like it's that perspective shift. So the next in the moment, um, exercise that I do, and I've talked about this on episodes. I, it's just one of my favorite is inner Tahiti. And this is straight from Wayne Dyer. The concept is, you know, a spiritual concept from source. It's just truth. But Wayne Dyer, um, encapsulates it so beautifully by saying your inner Tahiti, that there's a place inside of you that is source. Some people picture it as like a seed in maybe their, um, like their sternum near their heart chakra or in the center of their belly, or maybe your forehead or out of the top of your head or in your root, this seed of source. And you have this place inside you that actually cannot be swayed by people and their energies and humans freaking out and flittering around and being dramatic it can't be swayed by even your own negative thoughts. It's this inner place of source. And as you go on this journey, that inner place gets bigger and bigger. That is part of my purpose as I'm talking about is to activate the light in you and grow that seed inside you. So after we're done this episode or our time together, working together, you have a bigger center of source inside you that you can pull from because in that place, you are good. You are enough. You got this. 
You can handle this. And in fact, it is so powerful that this external stuff does not even affect me because I'm in my inner Tahiti. And I've had clients recently telling me about they go to their inner Tahiti. One was going to the dentist and it was like a root canal. It was so uncomfortable. And she's like, it was the best dentist experience I'd had because I truly felt like I was in my inner Tahiti. I just closed my eyes and trusted the process and went there. And I was like, yes. So we can pull from this place and let their words flow through us instead of getting stuck to us. Just let it go one in one ear and out the other. And if you're in work or somewhere professional and you can respond with, oh yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Or you can always try the like, wow, that seems, that sounds tough. I'm really sorry you're going through that to, because everybody has a wounded child inside that really just wants acknowledgement. So depending on where you're at in your day or in your journey or how strong you're feeling, you could always reply with like, wow, that must be tough. Instead of the energy focused on shutting them up in your mind, <laughs> having it be on like, huh, yeah, just take a moment to hear them acknowledge it and then move on. Or, you know, after the appointment's done, um, realize that like that is their stuff and this is their journey. And what part do you want to play in their journey and what, who do you want to be? And do you want to let their stuff just flow through you? Or do you want to take it on when you take it on? It's generally because we're judging. And I say we here because this is me too. I'm a human. (laughs) We, it gets stuck in us because we can't stop judging it. Because we're like, how can you be so negative? Well, no wonder you've got problems in your life. You're creating them. Or why do you keep doing that? You, you still talk like that? I can't believe you're making those comments. Who are you? Why are you doing this? I can't believe how irresponsible you're being. I can't believe the dumb shit that's coming out of your mouth. <laughs> those are all normal thoughts, but they're judgment. So we sometimes need to soften our judgment too and go, I have an inner Tahiti where none of this shit matters. Get that tattooed on your arm or on your, put it on your wall. (laughs) There's a place inside where none of this shit matters. And that is the source inside that, that can be okay. Even in the face of people with draining energy and drama. So those are a few tools and kind of in a range of, of angles. So the other thing is I'm a huge fan of taking little breaks whenever possible with intention. I feel like my family's just kind of gotten over it now. My husband just knows. I just disappear sometimes for four four minutes, five minutes, sometimes where he's coming to find me in my closet going like, are you okay? But I just will because whatever, (laughs) I don't care, right? What are they going to think? I'm going pee, maybe bladder issues. (laughs) I don't know. But truly I take breaks with intention. I walk away and I start deep breathing and say, I'm going to escape to my room or somewhere in my bathroom or something that's upstairs. So as I'm taking the steps upstairs, I'm just, I'm not on my phone. I'm not gossiping in my mind. I'm just intentionally taking a break. And if you're at work, you can go to the washroom, go to the washroom between every client. And the, one of the secrets of this life is that you, it is what you make it fully to the point where it's more that way than you realize it's more choose your own adventure than you even realize, even though you're wise and intuitive, there's even more and more than I realize it's truly life is what you choose it. So if you go into the bathroom and you say, I am now releasing what is not mine, I am releasing X, Y, Z's energy. I am now releasing Kimberly's energy or that client's energy. I am releasing what is not mine. I am releasing what no longer serves me right now. I release it. I release it. I release it right now. I release it. I release it. I release it right now. 
And shake out your arms, shake out your legs, open your eyes and go, okay, I'm ready for the next client. It is up to you, but taking breaks and intentionally releasing it, not a break on your phone, not a break to just have a smoke or to deal with the stress in that way, but a a break to release it, a break to alchemize it, a break with intention. And you can do it while you pee. Sometimes, I mean, I'm a mom of two. I know some of you are busy. You've got clients back to back. Multitask. While you pee, you are releasing excess energy. I'm serious. Make this life work for you. Take little breaks to release it as much as possible. And then at the end of your day, um, there's some great clearing exercise exercises in episode 148, which is clearing your energy as an empath. There's some great um, exercises there. And in addition to that, or maybe some of these are also mentioned there, um, I love using water. So I love having a shower at the end of the day. I mean, I have little kids. That doesn't happen every day because sometimes I'm just like, I'm too tired. But using a shower or bath, or if it starts raining, I'll go outside, jumping in a lake or river, depending on the season or where you are jumping in the ocean. But using water is extremely alchemizing. Your cells actually start to um, recalibrate to the frequency of water when you're around it, just like everything else, like attracts like. We take on the energy of that which we are around. So if you put submerse yourself, submerse, submerse yourself, let's just say it, with uh, in water, or you have a shower in the water water's touching you, you start to calibrate the positive and negative charge, your acidity and alkalinity in your body. Water is just a miracle. So drink it, be in it, allow it to, um, allow the day to wash off. And there is a difference between just having a shower and in your mind ruminating about the day and wondering about what you should have said or what's going to happen tomorrow or how that client or your kids or whatever, and actually intentionally going into the shower and saying, I am now releasing. And as you soap yourself, Soap yourself with so much intention that every single spot that you touch with your fingertips on your skin clears your cells, clears your energy. Soap yourself up and then as you're rinsing yourself off, feel it truly releasing from your body. Feel it releasing off. So water itself is healing. You could have a non-intentional shower and just come out and feeling, feel better because water is incredible. But when you bring that intention to it, again, choose your own adventure, make life work for you. You have increased clearing, increased recalibration. So you're clearing away what's not yours and you're recalibrating yourself to your natural frequency, which is source. So that's a beautiful thing to do at the end of the day. Also, um, journaling, I release X, Y, Z. If it's really stubborn and it's persistent in your mind, I find that journaling is a good thing to sort of coexist with the mind stuff. So if you're really ruminating on it and you can't get past it, I mean, often a shower will just do that to you because you just want to let go at that point. (laughs) I just want to let go. I just want to relax. But if you can't, you can write it out. I release the bullshit that happened at work, or I release the stress that I am carrying about my mom or the stress that I'm carrying about that client. I release the shit storm of a day I had. Like you don't have to have it in dainty, eloquent language, speak your thing. You do you, but write it out. I release or say it out or scream it out even better. If you can be in your car on the way home or be in your house alone and not startling like all the children, (laughs) try not to traumatize your children with this exercise, but (laughs) scream it out, man. Really, honestly, it's one of the best things we can do. I release you. I release your energy, Betty. (laughs) That would be a good quote. I release your energy, Betty. Oh, get it out. 
I release this day. I release the stress. I've done that so many times with my ex who we, my 11 year old, it's her dad. And so we still have to coexist as, you know, parents of her still and meet in the middle and all that fun stuff with someone who I don't resonate with. There's been so many times I'm like, I release your energy from my field. I release this conversation we had. I release that shit. I do not want to carry it. This is not mine. It's a trigger, but I do not want to hold it. So I will scream it out. And sometimes a few like, I hate you's come out. That's okay. Scream it out, move it out, alchemize it. You can even start the screaming session. If you're really heated up by saying all the things that you're not allowed to say, say all the shit, be like, you're a bitch. I did not like the way you did that. You make people feel like shit. Why do you even work there? I wish you would quit. Like say all that stuff and then pivot into, I release you. I release you. I release this. I am no longer carrying it. I am no longer carrying it. Chant it make it reality, be more powerful with it and more intentional with it. You don't have to look for the right exercise. You have to show up with intention and show up with knowing and show up with conviction in what you're doing. And then you can release all the beautiful energy from the day. So those are a few that you could do at the end of the day, the journal release, the water, I love intuitive dance. It helps to really move them through. I'm going to be offering much more, many more practices in the Manifesting for Empaths masterclass. Of course, the Empowered Empath is jam-packed. You get workbooks to do with all this stuff because it's the full meal deal program, five weeks, early birds on. It's incredible value. It is so fun. Um, so there's more in there, but a couple things more I want to say before I go. Actually, what I will say before I go is just um, two practices for what you can start your day with. Cause I talked about in the moment when you're triggered. And then I talked about in the evening or at the end to release it. But before you start your day, there's actually, there's three things. There's two written down, but there's an extra one that I want to touch on. The first one is intention. And I know you've heard this a bajillion times, but let it sink in today. I intend to not carry people's stuff with me today. I intend to have a good day to feel good. Today, I intend to clear my energy as it comes up and not let it pile on. Today, I I intend to stay in my power. Today, I intend to just have a good day. I love that one. The second thing is see yourself getting through your day with ease in those pockets that normally overwhelm you. This is an NLP trick. I am such a fan of this exercise. See yourself in the morning, even if it's just as you're getting dressed, like see yourself in your mind's eye. It doesn't have to be a full meditation. Just see yourself in your mind's eye as the you who is calm and collected when your kids are screaming or is not taking on the energy of every client that comes before and letting it pile up. See that version of you managing the day in the highest good, in your highest self. What are they doing differently? This is backing on the her work, which is my signature work that I infuse into everything I do, every program I do, all my mentorship. It's so epic. So it's activating that version of you. And if you don't relate to her or resonate, use him or them or whatever resonates with you. Um, and see that version of you that is making it through the day with ease. That isn't so triggered by that thing your family member said, or the, you know, the way you see your life that, you should be, you know, not getting sucked into the stories of where you should be by now or what should be. See yourself getting through the day with ease. Picture that you in your mind's eye and connect with her, emulate her more, be her more. And then the last thing is the shield of source consciousness, but this is using it in the morning. When I wake up, I put on my shield of source consciousness and I intend to start my day with that. And at any time, if you realize that you've 
put down your shield or it's dissolved away, just pick it up and put it back on, pick it up and put it back on all day. Keep putting on that shield of source consciousness to allow in a new perspective, to connect you deeper with your guides and angels, with the universe, with your intuition, with the true way that life works, with the magic. And it will always lead you back home. It will always let you know what you need. So doing that before you start your day also really helps to manage the energy that flows through you as an empath and helps you to shake that shit off. So the last thing, because this is called shake that shit off, I'm just going to say something super quick. I will literally shake out emotion. So I'll teach you deeper about this in upcoming programs. And as you join me in these ventures, but really what I do is I say, how does this energy want to be expressed through me? How does it want to move through me? And then I allow my body to shake, to bounce, to jump, to yell, to squirm, to, you know, a a lot of like shaking, a lot of shaking out my wrists and even like my ankles, my fingers, my arms, just like shaking out the energy, making noise, like, and just letting it shake through me. That is a beautiful way. It's something you can do at any time. You can do this in the bathroom and just not make noise. You can do this anywhere where you can just take three seconds, five seconds to shake your body in a way that feels good. Don't hurt yourself. Don't throw out a rib, but allowing that, um, energy to flow through you and manifest through you so that it can be released so that you can have it move through you to be alchemized, to be released. Cause that's really what we need to do when we have excess energy, shake it off, release it off. And I hope that this episode has helped you to really feel this concept and then give you some tangible ways that you can actually do this in your day. So as always, thank you again for being here. I invite you to the monthly workshop, to the free masterclass, to the empowered empath. I would love to get to know you on a deeper level and have you go through that beautiful program. I invite you into all of it. If you're called to explore one-on-one work with me, reach out on Instagram. I have 30 day voice memo support going right now. I'm booked up for about a month. So, um, I think at this point there's only one spot or two spots left. So I definitely jump on it. It's selling out really fast. You guys are super on it, really enjoying it. So there's lots of options on how I can help you further or at minimum allow this episode to sink into your cells, to have you realize that you are a deliberate creator. Being an empath is a gift and you can work the energies around you in your favor. You don't have to carry it. You don't have to carry it. I love you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode. It truly means a lot and I really, really hope that it served you. I invite you to check out the show notes. There's all sorts of action down there, including the Awakening Her daily practice, which is a beautiful daily practice to process your emotions and manifest what it is that you want. In the show notes, you'll also find the Awakening Her manifesting apparel store, how to reach me on Instagram and Facebook, as well as some one-to-one opportunities. So make sure to check that out and I'll see you in the next episode.